The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hi, Generitos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 362 is going out to Smiley Ball. If you know, you know. Uh, thanks. <laughs> and my co-host knows. Thanks for coming to the show. This is not a Smiley Ball podcast, no. Everyone's go- quickly Googling that. Don't worry. It's it's a good, clean uh, family entertainment if you Google that. Uh, no, this is a Bellator episode. Even better than Smiley Ball, barely. It's a Bellator preview. Bellator's got a, a pretty, pretty big event coming up this uh this weekend, a couple of title fights on the card. My co-host begrudgingly said it's an okay fight card. So that's pretty much the best you're going to get out of him. He may sneak in some PFL picks at the end here, too. It shows how ravaged the PFL season has been that uh, he's willing to do P- uh, Bellator instead of PFL on this non-UFC Monday. But um, I keep talking about him and talking with him. I should probably bring him in. Did I introduce myself? I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. Thank you. I don't know if I can still be called Chalks after hitting plus 250 dog and a plus 340 uh prop play in the weekend but anyhow uh let's bring in the co-host the one and only daniel gumby really no one calls him chalky no nobody has ever called me chalky not once uh and this is i i did i don't know that i ever said that this is a good card i i did say no, i did it was say okay, i think yeah and I, I think i pointed out that it's better than pfl's ravaged card due to everybody being on performance enhancing drugs they yeah. are literally the they are literally the nate diaz meme you're yep. all on steroids. Come to life. Yep. <laughs> True. They made Nate Diaz look uh, look like a smart man. So it's Bellator 297 Nemkov versus Romero. Well, actually, Romero, because he is Cuban. Yes, it's the same Romero you've been hearing about for a long time. Um, this is going down June 16th from the Wind Trust Arena in, in the Windy City of Chicago, Illinois. Um, we'll get to all that in a moment. Actually, do you want, you want to talk about, we talked about PFL off the bat. Do you want to talk about your picks at all? I, I didn't get a chance to even watch. PFL. No, it was Anything a terrible, it was a, no, it was a terrible event. Uh, shout out to Jesus Pinedo for like having a fun upset on a card that filled with chalk. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was, it was a card full of late replacements due to people being on drugs. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, and, and Jesus Pineda upset Brandon Lognane. And apart from that, it was chalky as hell. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you about Edge Boost. If you want to get on some chalky plates or some underdogs, Edge Boost is the place to go. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2500 bucks in betting advances, which can be a, an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. That's what you can do. Double down on a favorite bet, or if you like, you can even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. NFL season is around, around the corner, folks. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Legally, I always add there, legally. Uh, Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, what are we going to talk about here? We're going to talk about Bellator. Let's do it. Let's talk about Bellator. Um like I said, I set it all up. Let's actually give you some picks here. Um, 
what I didn't set up is these start times here. Let me get these start times for this here. This year, Bellator card, Bellator 297. Uh, when did you turn on Bellator? You used to go to Bellator events and everything. When did Bellator become the bane of your existence, Dan? When you had to do breakdowns on them? Um, I, I think when they they started trying to do these like big tournaments, but not yeah. the reg. Like, like I love their gimmicky as hell. Everybody's got to win a tournament to get a title shot. That was right. fun. And the, the best part about it was, is it wasn't just a place for like the people the UFC sent out to pasture. Um, and now it's kind of turned into, well, we're going to do tournaments, but they're only going to be ones that we really like. And then you're going to get Julius Angelikis in a title fight somehow, inexplicably. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, people are going to get title shots even without these tournaments. So like, it was like a fun gimmick to start. And then it started being less fun when they took that away. Like I, I like PFL if they're not all on steroids. Um, I like PFL because it's weird. Right. And it's different. And it's some, some sort of setup that's, that draws me in. Uh, yep. If you're just going to put on fights, like, oh, all right, I'll watch anybody just putting on fights, but like, let's, let's do it with maybe somebody who's not a UFC reject. Yep, that's pretty much uh, why I enjoy PFL more than Bellator at this point. All right, Bellator. Which, by the way, by the way, in the top in the top three fights this weekend, yeah, four four fighters out of those six are from the UFC. Yep, true story. He speaks no lies, and we're talking about Bellator two ninety seven Nemcop versus Romero. It's Friday, six p.m. Eastern prelims on YouTube, main U.S. broadcast on Showtime. I, I think the Canada they expect us to pay for it now, pay per view. So yeah. I was barely watching it when it was free. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, we're going to start off with a prelim fight at 205 pounds. Uh, Carl Moore, Carl Moore, easy name to say, not for me apparently. Carl Moore versus Alex Polizzi, three five minute rounds. Um, do you know the odds here? Or you want to play the guessing game? No, I know the odds. Uh, I, I've been my I'm sorry. Boo. All right. I know. I know the people at home like it better when I don't have them. So yeah. All right, maybe you can tell us if some of the odds are off. Um, all right, Carl Murray will start with 11 and 2, two knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, so finished in both of his losses. 3 0 in Bellator. Uh, he's also won three straight fights. Uh, he's won six of his last seven. He was the Cage Warriors champion. 2011 Pro MMA debut, three inch height, three inches reach on Polizzi, minus 105. Easy Polizzi. I approve. That's a good nickname. 10 and 2, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. Four and two in Bellator, three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight via TKO. That was back in May of 2022. He was the regional champion. He's at minus 125. I uh, I, I like technically more as a slight underdog here. I, I like Carl Moore in this fight. I, I'll say yep. um, part of the reason why I like him is Polizzi, if you've looked at his fights, um, like like he beat Jamal Pogues in, uh, in LFA to win the title. Uh, in that, that fight, it was like largely like him just wrestling Pogues as much as he could. And then eventually like getting a, a pretty weird heel hook to, to win the fight. And it, it seems to me when he does not have the ability to exploit his, like he's got really good jujitsu, right? Like it, most of his wins are submission wins or ground and pound wins. It's, it's pretty much those two things. And so like, he's got good jujitsu and he's got good positioning, but it seems to me when he doesn't have the ability to do that regularly, he doesn't have the ability to like take it to you um, in in the on the ground constantly. 
that those are when he loses, right? Yoel Romero, tough guy for him to wrestle. Julius Angelicus, the aforementioned, tough for him to wrestle. Even even that fight he almost lost against Grant Neal, and I, I kind of started to think he did lose to Grant Neal. Like, all, all of those fights were ones where he just couldn't control the position all that well. And I don't know that he'll be able to control Carl Moore. Carl Moore knows what he's doing in there. Uh, he, he's been a guy who's dealt with other guys who can wrestle pretty well. He himself is not that bad of a wrestler. Um, it, he was doing all right against Paul Craig way, way back when, when they fought. Um, although that was probably like 10 years ago now. That's going to make me feel old for a second. Um, yeah, that was probably 10. I think that was a Bama fight um, that I'm remembering weirdly. No, but he dealt with Lee Chadwick and Carl Albertson. And like, I, I, I think he's... I think he's good enough to grapple with Polizzi. And it, really, all he needs to do is shut down Polizzi's grappling. I think the reach will be big. I think the height will be big. Uh, so I'm going to go with Carl Moore as a slight dog here. All right. Right out of the gate. Getting some action on the doggy dogs here. All right. We're going to move to the main card uh, next. Right. Right. It's it's the big boys. Heavyweights. Daniel James versus Gokhan Sarakam. Gokhan Sarakam. Sar- Sarakam. Sarakam, excuse me. Three five-minute rounds at heavyweight if they need uh, the five rounds. This is another very close pick'em uh, type of fight. I'll tell you what, James first. The American Predator, bad nickname. Gives up, gives off the wrong vibes, I think. American Predator. Uh, 15, <laughs> 6, and don't you think? Predator's yeah, not a good word. It's, it's not great. No. Uh, James is 15, 6, and 1. 11 knockouts, 3 submissions, so he is a finisher. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's also durable. 3-0 on Bellator. He's won five straight fights in six of seven. All of his wins in that stretch have come via TKO. Has not lost the fight since April 2021. Three inches taller than Sarakam. Sar- Four inches reach on him. Based on the last weigh-ins, 18 pounds heavier. Minus 110. Sarakam, eight and two. Six knockouts. He's been submitted once. Four and two in Bellator. He's won four of his last five. He did lose his last fight, though. He's 10 years younger than James. He's at minus 120. I'm going to go, I mean, it's kind of a dog again, right? I'm going to go kind of dog again here and go with James. I uh, I just think, so first of all, he hits so hard. I said this before his fight with Marcelo Gohm. I, I picked him to beat Marcelo Gohm. He's just got power from bell to bell, and that's enough for him to be scary. I also, and I don't say this about a guy in Bellator, let alone a heavyweight very often. I love Daniel James's resume. Like, I love it. Uh, if you look back, this guy has fought so many like dudes, uh, in the past. And that goes back to when he was a lot skinnier. Cause way back when he was like, uh, a very small guy. Um, if you want to go back like five years, the guy used to be able to make uh light, lighter weight classes and whatnot. Um, but like he goes in there, he hits so hard and he's fought guys like, you know, like, let's just run it down. Daniel Olmey-Lanchuk. Michael Materlik, uh, Rafael Pessoa, Dennis Moliev, uh, Tyrone Fortune, Marcelo Gohm, like these, Brett Martin. Uh, th- these are all guys um, who, who have been like UFC or KSW level, like all of them. So, you know, I, I think the fact that he's fought so many tough guys and, and when he hits, people go to sleep. I, I think that plays well, especially against a guy like Sarkom, who like, Let's face it, his best win in his whole life is probably Sed Soma, who he won by split decision and looked kind of disinterested. He's another one of those guys where if he just can't grapple you, there, there's not much to say about him. So 
I think Daniel James, I, I love the run he's on. That The fight with Marcelo Gome looked really good. Um, I, I'm going to pick him in this one. All righty. Here we go. Gumby is going on the little the little dogs. You have big dogs in real life, but these are these are little dogs. On, uh, one one of my dogs is small. One of my dogs is yeah, small. Yeah, I, I guess. Michael the, the Bisping. Michael, small, yeah, Michael, Michael Bisping small. Yeah. All right. Um, let me tell you. Would you would you call him an underdog? I mean, he's only the underdog when he's fighting uh, Muggsy Bogues, who's my big dog. Yes. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here on Underdog Fantasy. He's giving away $15 million in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, we're going down a weight class. Lightweights. We're to the land of the USC rejects now, as Dan was telling us off the top. Corey Anderson versus Phil Davis, three five-minute rounds at the light heavyweight. Phil Davis is Mr. Wonderful, not really. Who's the real Mr. Wonderful, Dan? Paul Orn, Orndorff? Yeah, there you go. You, you, yeah, you, you were convincing, but you got it right. It was, it was before my time, so I wanted Way to make sure I... Yeah. I, I entered uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan time. Well, he that was about the same time, but yes. Uh, Hacksaw lasted maybe 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 the end of the Hacksaw Jim Duggan race. Yes. <laughs> yes. When he was a, an Iraqi sympathizer, that happened. Nope, that that met negative. <laughs> All right. Mr. Wonderful Davis, non-Iraqi sympathizer, I don't think. Uh, he's 24 and 6 with one no contest, six knockouts, five submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Eleven and three in Bellator. He used to be the champion of this weight class in Bellator. He's won two straight fights and five of six. He's not fought since March of 2022. He's He went 9-3 and three with one no contest in the UFC. 2008 was his pro MMA debut. He was a collegiate wrestling champion at Penn State. He's at plus 130. Overtime Anderson. Not beast in 24-7 anymore, Dan? Sad, not 24-7. Right? It was 25-8. Oh, that's right. <laughs> See, it's been so long. Uh, so That'll it's... never die. That should never die. I won't. Uh, as um, long as this podcast lasts, I, I will talk about it. All right. I'm going to name the episode Beast in 25-8. Have we done that before? Probably. But maybe, if we haven't, maybe, I'm going to call maybe. it. <laughs> Beast in 25-8 will never die. All right. Anderson, overtime. Boo. 16-6 with one no contest. Eight knockouts. He's been knocked out himself four times. He's three and one with one no contest in Bellator. He did lose his last fight. Before that, it was a no contest. Uh, he's went 10-5 and five in the UFC. 3-0 on the Ultimate Fighter and the champion there. He's fight at heavyweight, 2013 pro MMA debut. Five years younger than Davis, an inch taller, minus 175. I, I'm going to say I don't really love the price here on this one. Like when I uh, when I was mentally handicapping these fights, because I sent you the five fights I wanted to talk about, and I, I mentally had where all the lines were because they weren't posted yet. Uh, and and that's, that's the way our listeners like it. I know you guys like it that way. I had Corey Anderson at like negative 115 mentally. And I was like, I like Corey Anderson at that price. I hope he posts at even in, in a little voice in the back of my head said, Corey Anderson might come in as an underdog here. And I'd love that. And I do think Corey Anderson is going to win this fight. I'm on the Corey Anderson side, but man, do I hate this number because like, I, I mentally think that this is a coin flip fight because what it's going to come down to is can Phil Davis get him down? If Phil Davis can get him down and can wrestle him, Phil Davis wins this fight. If Phil Davis has to box with anybody with the skills of Corey Anderson or better, 
he's going to lose. Um, and, and so, like, I think that's what it comes down to. And then, like, you just have to ask yourself that question. Can Corey Anderson stuff a few takedowns, especially when he knows they're coming, especially when he's taller, right? I, I didn't I, – I tuned out a little bit. Um, Anderson is uh, an inch taller, so they're pretty much pretty much the same. He's got a better – oh, well, he probably doesn't have better reach, but he has probably has better functional reach uh, because when they measure reach, for those of you who don't know, it's fingertip to fingertip, which means it counts the whole chest too. That's why Brock yeah. Lesnar had like the greatest reach of all time is because you just measure his chest and he's got little T-Rex arms. Uh, not that Phil Davis doesn't have long arms, but that dude's got an exceptionally wide chest. Um, so like Corey date or Corey Anderson probably has better functional reach. And that's why I think of it that way, but I think he's going to pepper him on the feed. I think he's going to look better there. I also think Corey Anderson's got knockout power, which is something you can't say about Phil Davis, right? Phil Davis is not knocking him yeah. out. He's got more ways to win. So at the end of the day, I'm taking Corey Anderson to win. I don't like negative 175. If it comes down, play him. But at this price, like, don't even mess up your parlays with, with Corey Anderson. I, I say just leave him out. Turn this into a dog or a pass spot. Uh, if the line stays where it is, it's dog or pass. Um, if the line gets a little closer, yeah, get in on Anderson. But otherwise, uh, this is a pass for me. All righty. Moving on to the co-main event. For the Bellator MMA Bantamweight Championship, Sergio Pettis versus Patricio Pitbull Freer. I will tell you about the challenger, Pitbull. First, he's 35 and 5, 11 knockouts, 12 submissions. Knocked out, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. 23 and 5 in Bellator. He is current, the current featherweight champion. Uh, he's had that belt three different times, separate times. Uh, this most current itineration of, or this most current title run, he's already defended the title once. He used to also be the lightweight champion. He's won three straight fights in 10 of 11. 2004 Pro MMA debut, minus 200 for the challenger. The Phenom, uh, Sergio Pettis, he's still in his 20s, so I guess he can still be called the Phenom. I think once he hits 30, though, uh, we'll see. 22 and 5 for Pettis, four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Four no in Bellator. He is, he is a champion. He's already defended the title once. He won his that fight via knockout. That was way back in December of 2021. He's been off on the shelf with injuries since then. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since December of 2018. He went nine and five in the UFC. He fought it. He's fought up at featherweight and down at flyweight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the t-shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. 2011 Pro MMA debut for Pettis. He's six years younger than Freire. Three and a half inch reach advantage plus 150. Is Freire going to make Vanaway, first of all? I don't know, but it's enough to fade him, right? Um, and you think it would be a tough weight cut? When, when have we seen a guy who looked good in a weight class up? Cut weight. Try to get down to the smallest weight class the organization owns and get sparked by a dude in like 50 seconds. When have I seen that before? Oh, yeah, T.J. Dillashaw. And this feels a lot like T.J. Dillashaw. This feels a lot like a guy who, I mean, he's fought at featherweight, and he's also fought at lightweight. He's been champions of those two divisions, and I know he's trying to like go out here and prove something else, but the fact of the matter is that's a lot of weight. And Pettis is not cutting a lot of weight. Pettis is a guy who used to make flyweight, so he is going to be with great cardio, he's going to look fantastic out there. His brain is not going to be completely dehydrated. And on top of that, he's got good knockout power. So that's, that's something you have to worry about with somebody whose brain's dehydrated. And you just mentioned he's not smaller. Like that's the, the wildest part of all of this is like the guy who fought up two weight classes 
it is actually going to be probably in addition to being a guy who has issues getting there is going to have less reach in the same height. Like I, I just worry that that is, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. I think he's going to get jacked up on the feet. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that I trust him to be able to wrestle. Uh, I, I especially think it would be problematic for him to wrestle if he's got no cardio from all of this weight cut. So yeah, I'm, uh, I think Pettis has got great value here, especially if it stays in the pluses. And I think, you know, call me crazy. I actually think this number will probably go up. I think he will wind up at uh, closer to plus 200 by the end of all of this. Ooh, so hang off. Playing Anthony uh, Anthony Sergio Pettis, uh, Gumby says. So much better, He's... much better than Anthony at this point. <laughs> yep. You're very doggy dog on this. Uh, uh, not huge dogs, but. I mean, those those, those first those first those first two are pickums. Yep, it's true. It is true. All right. What are we moving to? The main event, perhaps? Yes. It's for the Bellator MMA Light Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Vadim Nemkov versus the challenger, Yoel Romero. Romero, soldier of God, 15 and 6, 13 knockouts. He's been knocked out once in his career. Two and one in Bellator. He's won two straight fights, both via TKO or knockout. He went 9 and 4 in the UFC. Used to fight at middleweight. He missed weight twice there. 2009 pro MMA debut, silver medalist in the Olympics in wrestling. He also is a multi-time world champion in wrestling, plus 240. Namkov, 16 and 2 with one no contest, 10 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. 8 and 0 with one no contest in Bellator. He's been the he is the current champion. He's already successfully defended it three times. He did win his last fight against the aforementioned Corey Anderson. He's not lost fights since April of 2016. Used to fight up at heavyweight, 2013 Pro MMA debut. He is a, cha- a Sambo champion, uh, multi-time world champion in Sambo. So we got Sambo versus uh, wrestling here. Uh, he's 15 years younger than Romero. Two inches taller, three inches of reach, minus 350 on the champ. Yeah, I, I think you just got to take the champ here. I, I, yes. I like... <sighs> What did you say the official number was here on this one? 350. Yeah. And and like, I, I maybe I don't want to lay 350 on Nemkov here, but like, what is Romero going to do that, that Nemkov isn't going to be able to handle? I, I can't think of anything. And in addition to that, here's the other issue. What if Romero just comes out and does something weird? Uh, that, that's, what if, eh? Wow. That's, that's just, it's just a thing he does. Sometimes he's weird uh, and, and it's not fun. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I think Nemkov uh, at this point, probably a wrestling advantage, definitely a better striker, uh, definitely has the advantage in the less likely, uh, less likely to do something weird column. You know, he's just checking all the boxes. Negative 350. Do I love it? Nah, I might slide it in a parlay somewhere. But, I, yeah, I don't I, I'm not you know, writing home right away to, to go get some, uh, I'm not using my edge boost, double down play of the day on, on vetting them. He won't even throw it in a parlay. He'll slide it in the parlay perhaps. So that shows you his thoughts on this. All right. I'll recap quickly. He's got Nemkov. He's got Pettis. He's got Anderson. He's got James. He's got more for his Bellator picks. Um, before we go away, do you have any, uh, bonus PFL plays and any good lines in PFL for, for the kids? Yeah, well, let me let me start with uh, maybe my favorite play on that card, because, uh, you know, we maybe we should get to our uh, edge boost double down play of the day. So uh, my edge boost double down play of the day for uh, this upcoming card, I- I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Jordan Heiderman. Uh, Jordan Heiderman's fighting Patrick Brady. 
I actually low-key think Jordan Heidemann might win this heavyweight season. Uh, in like a, the weirdest fashion possible, he's shown that he's like a really good wrestler. He's shown that he's got a little bit of hands. He's shown that he's really durable. Um, he's only going to be negative 350, which I know seems kind of chalky, but let me tell you something. These PFL cards now, all the problems I've ever had with Bellator being too chalky, PFL is going to exceed that with all these replacement fights. I think Jordan Heidemann takes it to Patrick Brady, negative 350. So uh, to recap, my edge boost double down play of the day is Jordan Heidemann, negative 350. And remember that edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Uh, and then a couple what other. A pro. What a pro. You know, I got Bravo. you. Uh, I, you know, I was, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I was looking for some dogs out here for you guys. Cause uh, I, you know, I pride myself in giving you guys value dogs. And, and I'm, I, I don't think I see a dog in this whole card who I'm like itching to put money on. And I see like quite a few favorites who seem like slam dunks. Like um, you, you guys might not know this one. Denzel Freeman is fighting on this card against a guy by the name of Isaiah Pinson. Uh, Denzel Freeman should kill him. Uh, they, they, this should be really bad. He he's he's a wrestler. He's got a wrestling build. And when you look, just I'm 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 not trying to body shame anybody here. I'm really not. But go on Isaiah Pinson's uh, tapology page. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and he's gonna be fighting. You know, maybe a guy who's not the most fit looking dude on the planet, but is a former wrestler. Um, and a former art. I believe he he wrestled for the Marines as well. Um, he's also got a weird nickname. It's Denzel Luke Fox Freeman, uh, which I like I the Fox part. Luke, Luke Fox Freeman. Uh, so that that's, that's I see his nickname is Batman here. Oh, I've I've heard Luke Luke <laughs> Fox. Uh, but anyway, Denzel Freeman, negative two fifty. He's listed at right now. I think there's value on him. Um, at first I saw Julia Budd on this card, and I was like, sweet, I can pay Julia Budd here and make some money. Uh, and and she's fighting Mar- Martina Jindrova. She's going to beat her, too. Uh, and that's only coming in at negative 163. And if you're looking for other kind of fights where there's probably, like, value on the line, Danilo Marquez is somehow only negative 188. If Jordan Heiderman doesn't win the heavyweight season, Danilo Marquez might, uh, which is crazy because he washed out as a light heavyweight in the UFC. Um, but, like, Danilo Marquez, negative uh, 188. So, yeah, the, the picks I kind of like on PFL – I like Danilo Marquez, negative 188. Jordan Heidemann, negative 350. Julia Budd, negative 163. And then Denzel Freeman, negative 250. I, I, guys, I, I can't tell you how much I want to give you a dog that I really like in here. And I just, I I can't. I don't see anything. What's the prop bet on Denzel Freeman via murder, though? You said he's going to murder him. Is there a prop uh, bet? Yeah, I, I will get back to you on that. <laughs> Give us what should the line be? The uh, it's gotta be, it gotta be plus, the plus plus one seventeen. <laughs> Whoa, this really is gonna happen. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah, it's going it's going down. Hopefully, we didn't murder your eardrums with this episode, but we're done if we did. So, uh, thanks for allowing us into those aforementioned eardrums. Um, all right, the plugs Discord. We haven't really talked about it as much on this show, but we're at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in there, have some fun with us. We're also on Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby Reland, Jeff Fox writer are the handles to follow. He's got a top turtle MMA podcast. You should listen to it's Jeff Fox free 99% of the time. So listen to that. All the good stuff is at sports gambling podcast.com. 
and subscribe to get me in your inbox every day and enter my free pick'em contest at moneymma.substack.com. Now Gumby talks. Uh, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Luke Fox Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.